0: Play the fucking intro.
1: This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC
0: Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for... Episode 130. Yeah. That means we are eight away from the magic punk rock number. That's right.
1: (laughs) Uh, We're a punk rock review and interview show, and I mention it that way,
0: because we are, but we have an interview that we're going to put on the show. We do. We do. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, we interviewed Social Stigma, a local hardcore band, uh, local being as in from Salt Lake City. So we had them
1: in studio, yes. which is my basement. Yeah, we had them in the studio.
0: <laughs> the, I'm doing air quotes. studio. We uh, yeah, we got into it a little bit, talking about music, talking about uh, uh, political views. They are a politically laced band, and we even played some of their music, and we're going to play some for this episode. We'll get there, and
1: before we do, we're going to talk about uh, a ton of new music. Remember, we, we talked about, I think this last couple weeks, that December just seems to be Trickling off, but I found a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, we, we did. went from
1: famine to <laughs> feast on this episode. Oh yeah, and we ate a lot on December sixth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. To start, uh, all of the following are December sixth. I'll let you know when we change to December seventh. Notches came out with new kind of love. Gino and the Goons came out with off the rails. Giants chair with prefabalon. Bleakness with functionally extinct. The whips with another whiff. Division of Mind, Self-Titled, Division of Mind, Heart Like War with Thoughts on This, Authority Zero with Live at the Rebel Lounge, They're Coming Through Salt Lake this Friday, Time for Choosing with Enough's Enough, The Livermores with Self-Titled Livermores, Sweet Pill with the two-track Miss This and Tell Me, Cro-Mags with From the Grave single, which is actually, I I think it's more of an EP. There was three tracks on there.
2: Yeah,
0: it was an EP, um, but one of which was just an instrumental, so... I don't know. Does that count?
1: I don't know. Uh. <laughs> Either way,
0: three good tracks. We played two of them on the show. Yes, we did. This this year has been a busy one for the cro Mags. <laughs> yes. Uh, Blink
1: 182 with Not Another Christmas song. That's a single. <laughs> the Caveman with Cavemen with Night After Night. Uh, oh, one more on December 6th. Midnight Snacks. I think I put two X's. It's actually Midnight Snacks, but S-N-A-Triple X. There might be a theme there. I I mistyped that. And that, then that can either mean
0: they're uh, straight edge or very lustful.
1: <laughs> you know what? Get out there and listen. Uh, I I listened to that and Caveman both, and they're both. Uh, I'll give the the teaser that they're both a garage sound. That, that that's the I kind like of that. style that. And I, I've been playing and listening to more of that, and I think I've I've got the Caveman in about I don't know four or five episodes. I've got my episodes pretty packed. Already, I hate that. I like it, but I hate it, because there's no room to add anything else that's coming out. And uh, and everything's coming out. I mean, we just finished up December 6th.
0: (laughs) We just finished December 6th. Eric, you want to take over the list? Sure. December 7th, we have Tinseltown Rebellion rebellion with Shit, the UK general election 2019. Nice. (laughs) The Lost Riots, the kids you love to hate. And on December 8th, we have Dead Wax, a rad girlfriend records compilation 102519. It was released on wax that day, but digital on the yes. 8th. Yeah, usually it works the other way. Usually it's uh, digital first, then uh, physical next, right? <laughs> but in this case, it's uh, different. Now it's available for download. December 9th, we have The Despised NJ, live from the meat locker. On December 12th, we have City Saints, Guns of Gothenburg single. We have Dark Thoughts, Must Be Nice. And The Zeroes, In the Spotlight, Slash Nowhere to Run. Another single, it seems. Yep. Then on the 13th, we have Ig Oistein, Unbergot Broken, which I assume is unbroken? Maybe. It might be. Maybe. It, it looks to be Germanic, so It, it is. Must be. And they are. <laughs> then, uh, continuing on with the 13th, Apocalypse Tribe, A.I. Mageddon, or i I-Mageddon? I-Mageddon? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm gonna play. I have one of their tracks ready
1: to play on a coming episode. I think next week.
0: Can't wait to listen to that. Right then, the Roms, the Teacher's Pet EP, Subway Thugs, the Good, the Bad, and the Thugly, the complete collection, December thirteenth as well. December thirteenth is also a very big day. I should point that out. Yes, yes. <laughs> TSL, Ghost Train, The Warriors, Monomyth, Territory, the short seller single, Common War, Speak of the Devil, Haymaker, with their split, a split with Martin's Army. And Triter. Towards towards, Towards. 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 A New Morning slash In Vain, another single. Yes. Then on the 14th, we have Die Hipster Records, Winter Comp, 2019 and 2020. On the 15th, we have Street Bastard, Goodbye DS. On the 16th, The Kids, My Shitty Christmas, single. <laughs> and that's Christmas spelled with an X, so yes. Xmas. <laughs> City Saints, both on the 17th, they have Passa de. Pass a Dig, single, and Kids of the Streets, single. Two separate singles being released the same day. Yep. Then, Not the Ones, B-Side, on December 21st. So now we're talking into the future. Right, finally. Yep. And these last uh, two are also, yeah, these last three are only from, the only ones on here that haven't been released yet. Like I said, Not the Ones, B-Side, on the 21st. Downpressor making their return with The Long Goodbye, on December 27th and Bastard Squad with Bastard Luck on the 28th.
1: That is crazy. So there's not, from now until January 1st, that's all that's on my radar that I could find. Yeah. It, <laughs> that is crazy. But all the other stuff came prior to uh, both those city saints, that pasa Dig is in Swedish, so some of their songs are in Swedish. The others are in uh, English, so Kids of the Street in English. So was uh, Guns of Gothenburg. And then... That Street Bastard, Goodbye DS, is on Little Willie Records. We did uh, Blues Buster, and guy with Blues Buster reached out to me this last week, said thank you for, for coming across and, and playing and mentioning. And yeah. so maybe, I talked with him briefly uh, over Instagram, and maybe get him on the show. It's an interesting story. I don't want to give too much more away mm-hmm. about Little Willie Records. I said it was in Devozga, Turkmenistan. That's like the, the asshole of hell. I, I think I might be misquoting that, <laughs> <laughs> but something like that. So there's a story there. Uh, I've invited him. Hopefully, he uh, takes me up on it. And if we do, uh, we'll get to talk to him by phone and and, and get a little more on a Little Willie Records. But I went through the Little Willie Records. Uh, Bandcamp this last week, too. A lot of cool stuff. I picked up quite a few. Some of them are just flat-out free, doesn't even let you buy them. Others, you know, uh, I picked up some, just like that Street Bastard track, which was good. Nice. Uh, So check that out, man. There's a lot of great stuff on there, a lot of stuff I want to get to, and a lot of it I will. Some of it I probably won't even be playing till end of January. That's just how Mm -hmm. much stuff we've got
0: going on uh, for the episodes,
1: but we're going to get there.
0: Yeah, you know, the thing is, uh, I feel like a lot of releases uh, don't come out in between now, like which is like Christmas season and through the start of the new year. Not right. a lot of stuff comes out because that's when a lot of people are like, eh, you know what? It's the it's the end of the year. Let's just wait until uh, everyone's done with the holidays and music is back on people's radar again."
1: <laughs> right, and and a lot of that they've already purchased. You know, by this point, it's the seventeenth, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have purchased their stuff. For whomever, even themselves, and so, mm-hmm. if releases aren't at least uh, you know public, like uh, advertised and all that stuff, then nobody's going to know, and they'll have already spent all their Christmas dollars. So it's better to hold off anyway until yeah. like maybe mid-January when the pockets get replenished. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> and the and all the in-laws
0: get out of the house, and uh, yes, all the food's been digested. <laughs> <laughs> And you started your New Year's resolution, which hopefully is listening to more new music, <laughs> right?
1: And speaking of that, let's play some new
0: music. Indeed,
1: uh, we just talked about this band. You did. You
0: mentioned they come out on the twenty seventh. So, what is it? It is Downpressor. Downpressor is a hardcore band from Santa Barbara, and they've been around for quite a while. I want to say about around ten years. I think they've either just hit or are hitting the ten year mark. Okay, so they've been around for a while and. They're coming back with their second full-length LP. Awesome. They've only released one, and it came out in 2014. Don't need a reason. Uh, other than that, it's just been like a slur of EPs, uh, splits. They've been doing a lot of touring, playing a lot of festivals. They've been kind of up and down on the radar. And you know now they're uh, back in on the radar with a new album on the horizon, like we said. The album is called The Long Goodbye. They've already leaked a couple of singles to uh, get people's hype uh, rolled up. And shot out. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're going to play the first single that was released, I believe. It was the title track, The Long Goodbye. So here is Downpressor with her first new music in five years.
2: Gotta play that.
3: Yep. Go,
1: goes along with it, right? Sometimes you do. <laughs> so
0: that is some proper hardcore yep. coming out of California there. Real meat and potatoes hardcore, not much uh, not much frills added and not much needed. Right? Yeah, you got your you got the tremolo picking, you got soloing, you got chugga 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 breakdown, and <laughs> <laughs> just a real heavy chant-along choruses. They have not lost their touch at all. That's awesome. Sounds great. Good pick. Yep. Can't wait for the rest of the album to come out. Uh, December 27th, keep your eye out, hardcore kids.
1: Well, uh, I got two here. November 30th, November 29th, so they just barely came out. It's like one of those things where I knew they were coming out, but they've just been on the on the list for a bit, and mm-hmm. this is where they happen to fall in. So Rat's Nest out of Kent there in UK. Uh, they released a, a couple uh, EPs earlier this year, end of last year, and then now they came out with State of Suspicion. It's a LP. And this track is Enemies. kind of goes along with when I get to my great cover-to-cover album, which isn't actually an album, but we'll get to all that way after the interview and everything else. So if you remember me talking about this then, you'll know why I picked Enemies as the track. Enemies, this is Rats Nest, and again, it's State of Suspicion. Yeah, that's Rat's Nest. I've been digging them since that first uh, EP came out. I think it was a little over a year ago. A Cool band. That is. So we had some proper hardcore. That is some proper punk right there. Yeah, they looked I agree. the part, and that is just. If somebody asks me, you know, what is punk, I would give them a song, and I could give them that song and be <laughs> properly happy that that's going to describe what punk rock is, at
0: least to me. Yeah, I'd agree. They definitely, they definitely did not disappoint. That didn't sound like anything else. <laughs> uh, we're gonna play one more new one. Uh, it's the
1: Despised NJ out of New Jersey. Oh, um, really? <laughs> right? <laughs> well, when you have a common name, and maybe the Despised, especially in music, is probably there's probably another one or two of them, uh, maybe more. Who knows? Possibly. You gotta probably put where you're from, right? Makes sense. So, the Despised NJ, they released a single. It's called Born Rejected. They released it on November 29th. They've been a band since 96. They did a show, what did we say, uh, The Meat Locker. They released their live at The Meat Locker. They did a show, that yep. was December 9th, so I want to say it was like December 6th or 7th. They did a show just a couple days prior, and they had the actual live recording. You can go onto their band camp and get that if you want to hear that show. That's their set when they played with uh, Broken Heroes, uh, Ice Cold Killers, South Class Veterans, and there was more. A lot of great bands. This is a cool band. Just uh, started listening to them a few months back. So excited to see a new single, and here it is. This is Born Rejected from the Despised NJ. That's the despised NJ. Born Rejected is the single. A lot of cool new stuff. Born Rejected is one of those. Got a bit of a germs feel to it. Yeah, <laughs> I, get,
0: I get that. That sounds cool. Yeah. That's Except awesome. uh, from a different
1: coast. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, indeed. Uh, all right, let's do a couple uh, older,
0: lesser-known tracks. Uh, this one is probably pretty well-known, but maybe a little older, the one you picked. Yeah, definitely a well-known track. It's a from a well-known band, I picked a song from the band Social Distortion. Maybe you heard of them, maybe you haven't, who knows?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, who knows? Some people out there probably still don't know these guys. But
1: They've been around longer than I've been
0: alive. I know, same, but <laughs> that's not saying much. They've been around since 1978, formed in uh, O.C., back when, uh, back when the first crest of hardcore and uh, the second wave of punk rock was starting. Especially over there on the West Coast. It was becoming a bit of a bit of a cultural movement over there. Right. And alongside bands like Agent Orange and The Adolescents, uh, social distortion came out of Orange County and really formed into their own, particularly with Mike Ness's very unique vocal drawl. You know the one sounds like this. Yeah. <laughs> and that and he's carried social distortion throughout the decades, changing their sound slightly, uh, particularly in the nineties where he adopted a bit more from his uh, Uh, His country influences, including that of Johnny Cash and Hank Williams, and really laying that down and forming the genre known as cowpunk. Right. What it's been referred to as, you know, punk rock that, you know, still meat and potatoes punk rock, but with some like uh, hollow body guitars and maybe some twang about on there. You could tell he really loves that stuff. And he mixed it in with his style and it pushed him into the limelight. I mean, their self titled album. One of the biggest uh, punk rock albums of all time. Right. (laughs) You know, whether you love it or hate it. But anyway, the song that I've uh, chose came out in 2011. It was the song from the Hard Times and Nursery Rhymes album. Not a huge album for social distortion. I think it was more of like a a fans only lovers album. But there was one single that came out on there the Give Me the Sweet and Lowdown. Huge single. And Mike Ness even said it's like his favorite track that came off of that album. And every time I listen to it, it's just so, I don't know, it brings out these feelings of like a melancholy, but also the feeling of just wanting to move on, no matter what your past is. And that's basically what the song is about, because if you know Social D's history and Mike Ness's history, troubled lives, you know, crazy stories, crazy times, you don't know how they made it out alive, but they did. And they continue to make music to this day. So I feel like he kind of wrote this song as kind of a tribute to that and all the people that grew up with him and also those who didn't make it out. All right. So with that being said, give me the sweet and lowdown.
2: Was a moonlight mishap You lost your party hat Seems your lifestyle ain't so worthwhile after all A heavy-hearted tax taxi ride On the wild side, did your guardian angel let you down? Don't lay low and play it straight.
3: It's time to act.
1: Definitely know when Mike Ness is singing.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: one of the most distinctive voices. Absolutely. <laughs> that's a good thing. Uh, yeah. great band.
0: I like Social D. Yep. I love I love a lot of stuff that they put out. But yeah, that's one of my that's one of my favorite singles that came out. I mean it's right up there for me with like a uh, Ball and Chain or Sick Boys. Right. Even their, even their cover of Ring and Fire. Right. <laughs> Speaking of Johnny Cash. Yep. Like I said, you know, he wears his his influences on his sleeve. Well, that's awesome. Uh, The track I picked is probably
1: lesser known. Uh, I've just been swimming in new shit. Just (laughs) new, new, uh, trying to sift through all of it and listen. And so a lot of it catches my attention. And so a lot of it's getting here. So some of it falls, though it might be new, it's going to fall under the lesser known. And I think Gino and the Goons, been around for a while. It's Gino Bambino. And it's one of those bands that's, you know, a person. So it's Gino, and <laughs> then whoever Gino happens to have. And you know, we've had bands on the show uh, that, that have been that way, like the Tough Act and Tenactins. You know, and uh, I think Radio Hate. And there, there's some others that like a guy leads the charge and has other people come in that have been a part here and there. And that sounds like what Gino and the Goons are. Uh, they have a new release came out December 6. We talked about it at the top of the show. Off the Rails is the release, and this track right here we're going to play is called Hit and Run. These guys are stationed, that was direct quotes that I saw, (laughs) stationed uh, in Tampa, Florida. So uh, here it is, Hit and Run. Fuzz guitar and yeah. garage rock sound kind of gives me that throwback '70s punk sound.
0: Yeah, you say this is from Florida and it was just released last week. Yes, but it sounds like it came from LA forty years ago, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> like, the big the big thing that it made me re- that it reminded me of was X. Oh yeah, yeah, because they had that very that same uh, uh, galloping fuzzy guitar that. Kind of alluded to that Detroit sound, Awesome. <laughs> but just the yeah, but the lyrics were just so like so Dead Boys. That's what it reminded yeah. me of. So yeah, definitely an old school sound, and I love that sound. So, I do too. Gino
3: That's Gino and, Gino and the Goons. Goons. Gino,
0: yeah, Gino and the Goons. Keep yeah. doing what you're doing. I right? like that. I like it. <laughs>
1: Go check out the rest of the album. I've I've heard the whole album. I think it's cool. Uh, that was Hit and Run. So awesome. Check them out. Cool band. Let's move on to the band we're going to do an interview with. Yeah. Let's talk about Social Stigma. Yes. <laughs> They're from here in Salt Lake. Uh, they released two things. They released a single, Red Scare. We're going to play that here in just a moment. Mm-hmm. And then they released the, the EP Veganarchist.
0: Red Blood and Black Flags.
1: Yes. All on December 4th. So Red Scare's not on
0: the Veganarchist. No. It's a, it's a separate single. You know, Yeah. Separate singles. You can find them both on their Bandcamp page, yep. and if you feel inclined, give them a donation. They are, in fact, a working-class band. You know, just a, you know, working day jobs to make their ends meet, and having their free time to put into this uh, project that they love so much. Right? I can I can tell that they love what they do.
1: Well, without spoiling a lot, I think we should jump into the interview, and then we'll talk a little more about it after the interview. Uh, we're mm-hmm. gonna play Red Scare first, and, and then uh, we'll let Barrett and Adrian kind of talk, yeah. uh, you know, a little bit more, and then we'll we'll kind of wrap up after that. So mm-hmm. uh, let's jump into Red Scare.
0: Yes, let's. From Social Stigma, Utah Hardcore,
4: I'm Barrett, I yell very angry things (laughs) into a microphone.
1: That's required for a hardcore band, so it's necessary. It's what I signed up for. Perfect. Uh, Somebody's got to do it.
5: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm Adrian, I play guitar.
1: Awesome.
0: Well, thank you guys for joining. And not pictured, uh, Jeremy Barker. Yes, Uh, he plays
4: drums for us. Yeah,
0: Wild drummer.
4: Yes. (laughs) Excellent.
1: So... Because we've discussed the guitars and the vocals and the drums, Mm -hmm. if you're in this area, Salt Lake City area, right, maybe willing to travel if you're just outside doing some practices, looking for a bass player.
4: Yes, we are looking for a bass player. Um, Kind of like the main stipulation is you need a bass and to be vegan. Yeah. Other than that, I I
5: don't even think you need a bass. Yeah. Because you can just (laughs) borrow one of ours
4: at the recording place (laughs) or the the rehearsal spot where we practice we've got a lot of a lot of extra gear there yeah. uh yeah. should somebody need it but <laughs>
5: but i think i think more specifically you need to know how to play bass and how to also, play
1: bass yes. also
0: be vegan yes right. <laughs> yeah that's the main thing about this band. excellent yeah i mean the label is vegan hardcore <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah and that, i mean the album itself is a veg anarchist vegan right <laughs> anarchist. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah so we
5: kind of want to keep that aesthetic going it sort of would be yeah. Uh, against the whole message of what we're trying to do to right. have a non-vegan yeah. playing. No offense to non-vegans, it's just, yeah. that's that's how we're trying to keep it.
1: And so people will be able to hear the type of music, if they fit that criteria, they're going to hear, do you want to play that? Can you play that? And if so, right. hit us up, or we'll hit up all your social medias here in a moment on how to get a hold of you guys. Cool. Right. So uh, tell us, let's jump right in. You're a, a vegan hardcore band. Right. Yes. So three of the members, yes, are vegan. Yes. Soon to be a fourth member. Yeah. Got to be vegan. Hopefully. Uh, what brought you all together besides being vegan?
4: I think I'm kind of the one that like reached out to everybody. You did. You night. reached out to me <laughs> first. Yeah. I, uh, I just hit up people like, "Hey, you guys want to do like a vegan band?" Like. How did you Let's, know? Well, like, I, do you I, I only do you
1: socialize we, with vegans, or how did you come oh, across the rest uh, of the band? We know each other. Is there a other. hangout that you I, guys I, had to
4: figure out? We know each other from the scene. Yeah, okay. like, we've we've all been in other bands before, not with each other, but like you know, we've we've all been watching each other play music for however fucking long. About a decade. <laughs> yeah, about a decade. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
5: But I think uh, in this case, it was more like Bear and I like to shoot guns and stuff like that. Awesome. Uh, I've got a website called On the Arm Leftist, and uh, and. And I've gone shooting with Barrett and friends of ours also. So, Barrett and I had that connection before, and then uh, Jeremy is just somebody we knew because Jeremy's in a ton of other bands. Yeah, Jeremy, a been, ton. <laughs> been in a ton
4: of bands for God. I think I met him in probably like 07, maybe 08. and yeah, back Jer- then, Jeremy
5: is, like four Jeremy is an time, OG so. uh, Salt Lake hardcore <coughs> kid. You know, he's been around a minute, and um, so. It was good getting him on board, and, and you know, things just sort of took off from there. We all sort of like had this uh, idea about you know, fighting racism and homophobia and fascism with, all, with music, we, so we put the band together in that, in that sense. It just so happens that you know most of us, I mean, minus Jeremy, are also straight edge too, so we had that, that also going for us all. And you know, there's kind of a, a history here in Salt Lake with, with all that, too. Right. a tradition of that. And so putting the band together just sort of made sense for us. And I think Barrett actually specified that he wanted a 90s sort of hardcore sound type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm old, man. I've been around, too. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's all I can play.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah, I mean, like, I, I came up listening to 90s hardcore. Like, that's, I mean, when I started getting into hardcore, that was, it was the end of the 90s. So it was all there was available for me at the time Uh, and for me like when I first started getting into hardcore it was it was stressed to me that if you haven't educated yourself on what's going on politically around you if you haven't like learned about shit and then taken a stance one way or another on any given issue then what you're making isn't really hardcore and so for me and it's been the same in like past bands that I've, I've sang for there has to be a message to it otherwise it just you're just yelling shit. It's fucking metal.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm right. uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with metal,
4: but like, uh, to me, like in my formative years of getting into hardcore, if there wasn't a message, then it wasn't hardcore. It was just heavy music. It was something else.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: I think it's pretty synonymous with most people that we know in the scene is that the the message in hardcore is you know predominantly socially and politically conscious. Otherwise, like as, you know, as you said, you know, it, it, it really isn't. Hardcore, as far as we're concerned, but right. you know, I guess it could be if it meets the same sort of musical aesthetics. But the lyrics uh, and the message is really important, and um, you know, having that sort of commitment—not just musically and lyrically, but like in your personal life too—is important to us as well. So the—I don't know—I guess the the ethos of it is just as important outside of playing shows and recording and all that—is Part of why we make it a uh, requirement for anybody that plays with us to be, you know, vegan and and that sort of thing, and you know, we share all of us more or less share uh, a, a political uh, angle, if you want to put it that way. So probably that, too.
1: Helps as far as
5: getting along goes, I'm sure. As far as getting along goes, you know, uh, you know we're open for debate, and you know, lively political discourse, as it were. Yeah. And, well, just as people. you
1: stated, your music kind of covers those views, right? Exactly. And so if you're going to have somebody in the yeah. band and they have polar opposite views, it's going to be kind of weird, right, making music they may with not polar opposite it. views. Yeah, exactly. They might not
5: like it. So we're a political band, and, you know, uh, I think we make that very clear in our new EP and the lyrics that we got. And if you come to our shows, you know, you're going to hear Barrett talking about certain things. Uh, one of our biggest inspirations is Race Trader and, you know, how they kind of handle that when they play their live shows. Um, we try and, we try and I don't know, emulate that maybe
4: sort I, I, of way. A little bit. Like, I, there's there's a lot of, and I'm kind of fortunate now to have gotten to, to meet and to kind of know some of these people. But you've got people like Monty for, from Race Trader who has always been very vocal about, like, political issues, especially surrounding... Um, racism and fascism and and these things and uh, they've absolutely been a huge influence uh, at least on my lyrical writing Mm -hmm. Um, and I would argue a lot in some of our songwriting as well other huge groups like Groundwork um, like Seven Generations people like uh, Chris Rouse and uh, uh, Brendan from Groundwork like they've written some amazing lyrics uh, regarding these these same socio-political socio-economic issues that Really haven't changed or gotten any better over the past thirty some odd years. Right? Yeah, we'd
5: be remiss not to mention like the <coughs> you know the founding fathers, you know, like the <laughs> the, uh, the minor threats and the bad brains and later yeah. on Judge and all those guys. You know the yeah. It's, I mean it's people like like that that have you know in the eighties and the early nineties that sort of spoke out about those types of things, those sort of things, in and, and, um, in a in a vein that was relatively. Uh, ripe for that kind of thing as, as far as i'm concerned and i i listen to a lot of things uh that relate to that you know uh podcasts other podcasts too and you know oftentimes they have you know political activists and political uh, writers and thinkers who also you know came up in the hardcore scene and they have that sort of in, i don't want to say in, in, instructed to them or indoctrinate maybe it's an indoctrination i don't know you can call it that if you want to do that um Maybe it's but it's it's part of the the DNA of the, the music and the people that are part of that scene.
0: So with that being said, I mean let's uh, uh, let's talk about some of your messages that you uh, portray in your lyrics. Uh, what are the uh, I guess some of the main uh, points that you make in, in your EP Red Blood Black Flags? Obviously from the title and from the uh, uh, a lot of the song lyrics, I have developed a lot of uh, left left leaning politics. A lot of, uh, you know, also things leaning towards animal rights, a huge uh, point as well. And also uh, songs about mental anguish that uh, has been coming up up a lot more in uh, hardcore, which has been, like, uh, labeled as this, you know, big, tough guy machismo (laughs) sort of sound. Right. And then it's just kind of like, well, no, we're not all, you know, tough. We have a lot of uh, problems that we're working through inside. I guess uh, what really channels you to get these lyrics out and what is, you know, what fuels you, I guess.
4: I mean, I, I kind of started getting into political activism about halfway through high school and got involved with a couple different groups um, back then. Mostly a lot more on the mellower side of things, still very much more liberal than actual leftist, um,
3: mm-hmm.
4: uh, politically speaking. And back then it was mostly like, I mean, it was Bush era, so... Um, <laughs> Going through all of that with, like, The Rock Against Bush and all of, like, that kind of stuff yeah. uh, involved with music. That's kind of like when I, I first got my introduction to political activism. And, yeah, it, it was super mellow back then. But also back then they were throwing fucking, if you were passing out pamphlets, your name was probably ending up on a list. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Patriot Act. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I, I mean, my politics have definitely evolved. Uh, since then I've shifted... Further and further left as I've gotten older, I label myself now as a, an anarcho-syndicalist. Which I mean, we've had awesome people that have also kind of fallen under that title. Uh, Noam Chomsky was yeah. very openly right. an anarcho-syndicalist for many, many years, mm-hmm. and he's kind of shifted a little more liberal in his old age. But um, his earlier work was definitely up there. I mean, same with people like Howard Zinn. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a long, long, rich history of people in that that vein of thought. Um, and so a lot of that has influenced kind of things that I want to talk about in my
0: lyrics. Yeah. Uh, real quick, how would you define you personally, uh, how would you define anarcho-syndicalism? Um, it's, it's very heavily like dependent
4: on, like a focus on workers' rights. Um, okay. The way I've kind of come to define the, the working class, so to speak, isn't necessarily just like the manual labors, like trade unionists and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. if you punch a clock to make ends meet, you're fucking working, like you're, yeah. you're working class. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, from the lower middle to the middle, like people that don't have a, a, a cushion to kind of fall back on, we're all kind of in that same struggle together. Right.
5: I think okay. if you think of it on a quadrant, like you've got the right and the left, but then there's also two quadrants that are dividing those two sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, on one side you have your, uh, your sort of authoritarian capitalist that are more in the center on the right, And then all the way to the right on that end uh, is your fascism. And then on the other right, on the bottom end, is your non authoritarian anarcho capitalist. And then over on the left side, up on the top, top quadrant, is your, you know, your, I guess your socialist sort of uh, democratic socialist is more closer to the center. But, and then you get, as you further get left, up into the left. Upper left quadrant is the you know communism, and then for us we're down on the bottom left-hand side, anarcho-cynicism, anarcho-I uh, don't know green type thing right. going on. So it's a non-authoritarian left. So I mean we're not seeking to appeal to authority when we're when we're talking about social justice and social social rights being uh, or social rights or social wrongs being righted. Through some sort of uh, magical hand coming through and and you know saving us through some uh, authoritative body, as it were. Uh, in other words, we we're not going to be banging for no politicians and fucking right. candidates or any of that <laughs> shit. We're not about that at all. It's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we're about the people, the community, that kind of thing. If you if you uh, if you really want to like dig deep into that, we can recommend some good books. Yeah, <laughs> Nam Chomsky on the top of the list on that one too.
3: I
4: I definitely don't believe in any kind of like benevolent government leadership that's going to come in and save everybody. It's, if we want a better future, it's going to depend very heavily on like communities interacting and like more of like a a, a true democracy where everybody has a say and not like these elected officials have a say and then we Mm -hmm. just kind of go with whatever. It's like everybody pitches in, everybody gets a say in what happens within their communities. Right,
0: right. What song would you say best represents those views?
4: As far as like community um, coming together to like create their own future, um, the, new- pro- the, the, the newest single. one, the single that we yeah. released that's not on the EP, but we put them, we put both the single and right. the EP out the same yeah. day. The Red Scare. Uh, it's called Red Scare, <laughs> um, obviously because uh, like words like communism and socialism are these like boogeyman fucking terms <laughs> yeah, in right. America. Because I mean, well, for one, schools don't teach what any of that shit actually means. Mm-hmm. And we've been, for, God, when was the McCarthy area? Like 50s. The 50s. The 50s. 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 Yeah. yeah.
5: So anything post-war, post-WW2. Post yeah, so WW2. End, end, of,
4: end of World War two on, like, communism's been this boogeyman hiding in the closet for America, and we've been mm-hmm. doing our absolute best to kind of...
5: Socialism, socialism being a euphemism for communism yeah, in like, most mm-hmm. cases.
4: and a lot of people don't even know that socialism and communism are... And if you
5: read the Communist episode. Manifesto, right. if you read Marx's Communist Manifesto, 90% of that book is him criticizing socialists. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> People just love jumping to conclusions.
5: Right. Well, <laughs> un- uninformed conclusions, as it were. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah, so a Red Scare would probably be, be the one that most encapsulates that. And then behind
4: that, maybe... Uh, I, I think if we're specifically talking about like the kind of like community... Like bonding together type stuff, then Red Scare would be the one. That's kind of like more or less what that song is about specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, other songs we have deal with like you know confronting fascism, um, animal police, testing, police, police brutality. brutality. Yeah, yeah.
5: Um, this, this the hardcore standards. if You will. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> you have to hit each uh, each pillar. Yeah, we just, right. we, just
4: we, we pulled out this checklist that we downloaded online, and we've just been kind of going down and just one at a time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> D- every song checks the a box. Yes,
1: <laughs> you know something that we skipped. I, I, I like to talk to every band as if nobody's heard of you, right? Mm-hmm, no. So, how long have you been a band?
4: Uh, I believe, like maybe Marchish. So, uh, so. this
1: year, right? Yes. How so. many shows have you played and how often do you play shows? Oh,
4: God, um, so we've been taking a break since October. Right. Before that, it was almost one a week. <laughs>
5: almost, yeah. We played quite a few. The first show that we ever played was uh, Anti Fascist anti-fascist Festival. Okay. The yeah, yeah. Salt
4: Lake Anti Fascist Fest.
5: <laughs> yeah, Antifa Fest that we remember played. That. And um, and then from there, from that point forward, I mean, it was between here in Salt Lake and, and Idaho. And we've been doing shows. And we finally gotten in the studio. I want to say August, July, August or September. Maybe it was I think it was August. We got in the the, the studio with uh, Andy Patterson. Okay, in town, and uh, that was really cool. I'd never recorded with him before, so it felt really nice yeah. to finally meet his acquaintance. Uh, you know, Andy Patterson is kind of like the guy, right? In Salt Lake, and yes. really, he's kind of like the legend. over here and you know it's i mean i've been in a studio before when i recorded with wes when wes was at the boar's nest yeah before he had his own place but uh yeah it was cool and within a day we had him down i mean we had already had a we already had the songs written out everything was worked out you know i'm not writing anything too complex that's by design you know it didn't take long before we had the the ep ready to go we just decided to wait a little while before we released it we also have other songs, you know, in the in the pocket waiting, you know, to be released later on, uh, probably by the beginning of next year.
1: You're doing a great job of answering the questions before I even ask them. Cool. Good job. <laughs>
5: uh, so you have the
1: EP, it's uh, released, you released the single at the same time. Was the single yes. just something after the fact, or just didn't seem to fit with the EP?
4: So uh, we we wrote the, the single after the EP was like Completed. done, mixed, mastered, everything was done, the artworks. Done and everything else. Um, we just were, you know, we sat down to start kind of writing new songs because we've been playing the same songs for six, seven months at that point.
5: Yeah, like, it was all DIY that one. Okay. Um, so the, the quality of the recording is slightly different than what what Andy did for us. Okay. I thought we did a pretty good job. You know, <laughs> uh, actually, it was Jeremy that did most of yeah, the mixing Jeremy and mastering did on that. But uh, pretty much everything. I think as as I think from course. probably from this point forward, what what most people are going to hear from us is going to be. Our own DIY recordings. Uh, so, should be the ones you have in the pocket then? Yeah, the ones done. we have in the pocket. And, uh, you know, hopefully by, you know, sometime, you know, next year, we'll be playing shows again. Awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: So, you have a few in the pocket. Are you looking to put some more together, make an EP, make a full length, do a split?
4: Yeah, what um, are you thinking? I, there's a few bands out there that I would absolutely love to do a split with. Right now, we haven't really talked to anybody about that. We've kind of. Discussed a little bit about potentially putting together enough for a full length. Mm-hmm. Initially, we're going to release a couple songs as singles, like between now and then, and then get everything kind of put together for for a full length. Right. We also want to get a new bass player spun up.
1: Yeah, you're going to yeah. need that to kind of finish the rest. Uh, unless one of you are going to pull double duty.
5: Yeah.
1: Right. Well, <laughs> as far as recording Red
4: Scare goes, um, Adrian did record the bass lines for for that song. Um, yeah. And he's written and recorded what we have ready for. The next one that's coming as well, we're just waiting on, I think, one other person for that one. Yeah, we'll have a guest on that one.
1: Cool. So it'd be helpful to have the new bass player play the songs, right? Because you want to play them live as well. And it'd be helpful to have them record. So that makes sense. Uh, You've played some shows here, Salt Lake, that is, uh, this area. And then Idaho, where in Idaho? Is it Pocatello? Pocatello, Pocatello. yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that that one, uh, when you guys played that one a few months back, uh, where are you looking else to play? Are you looking to do tours? Are you looking to jump in and maybe do some festivals? Or what's your plans as a band for playing live shows?
4: Definitely open to both. If somebody wants us to come play their festival, I'm, I'm sure yeah. we would. We'd, we'll, we'll there's
3: one, one
1: that you'd happen. probably be great for. It's up in, I want to say it was Oregon.
5: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, my mind's drawn a blank. I should probably not even bring it up because of that. But Somebody brought it up and they were playing it a couple months back. Somebody that was on the show and they were gonna be doing it. Maybe it was not a part of it. Uh, somebody, somebody was. Sure. And that would be cool, I think, that your yeah. band would fit in. It's not too far of a drive. You can probably hit a couple spots along the way and on yeah. the way back.
5: Yeah, we well, like, as mentioned, we are working class people. So we gotta yeah. work. And, uh, so we gotta fit in tours. Tours, right? For between, most bands, are like yeah. a
1: week or a weekend. And yeah. that's why yeah. going to the East Coast, that's something that everybody's gotta tap to, to take vacation, right. maybe setting up uh, watching kids. Yeah coordinating with the spouse, the yeah. those kind of things. And yeah. so that's a lot more difficult. But We'd, the weekenders, right, like hit up Denver or let's, uh, you know, Pocatello Boise. And so you go out sure. for a weekend, play yeah. a couple shows if everybody can coordinate.
5: Yeah, we definitely want to do touring at some point. I know that we were talking about that for some time, and we were actually uh, wanting to do that like almost immediately uh, because we had, I mean, within a month of being together, we had a full set list that we were playing uh, full five to six songs that we had already knocked out right away. That's awesome. So we were ready to we were ready to hit the road with that, but um, you know it takes some time.
4: And that, I mean we we had started trying to get that set up, and I mean at the time we didn't have music out or anything like that, so it didn't didn't end up panning out. It kind of all fell through, but. Yeah. Um, you know, lessons learned. It's good to yeah. take
1: those, you know, <laughs> ventures outside of your home area where the home crowd's going to come see you with right. something in hand or even a piece of paper that says, go get the digital here, you know, something that yeah. they can, like, I really like that band and then they can take something with them mm-hmm. and listen mm-hmm. again as opposed to there's nothing, and then they go to the next show and the next show, and before that, they're like, oh, I don't remember. Who was that band? I didn't get anything or I couldn't find them. Right. So, yeah. yes, that makes sense. You get, get yeah. Now you have something put together, and you can either have a hand-copy CD, whatever you know, form, tapes, mm-hmm. if that's the route you want to go. Yeah. You can put something tangible together and take yeah. out and either hand out, sell, whatever, or at least – direct them to where they can get it digitally or hear you digitally
5: yeah. yeah that's definitely the plan i mean we have shirts now but i think in the future we want to have hard copy cds if nothing else right um, yes tapes tapes seem to be like the, the hot item these days oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's making a comeback yeah.
1: I i'm, wanna... I'm a, I've turned into a vinyl guy after i started doing the show right. about two and a half years ago that's when i started to get into vinyl and collect vinyl now i got a bunch
5: See, that's my thing man i I, I gotta know, man. There's gotta be a way to press your own vinyl on your own. So, I looked to
1: get uh, your own press. They're pretty expensive, right. and so if you want to do a good copy, right, it's going to be pretty expensive. But there's some people that can do uh, some um, less expensive versions. Uh, there's a guy out of Texas. I have to go back to the interview, sure. but I did an interview with a record label out of Ohio, uh-huh. and he goes to a guy in Texas, and he gets him for. You know, pretty cheap, you know, order 100, 200, something like that. Not a huge amount, but, you know, obviously quite a few. And get them for a, a pretty good price. So there's ways to, to get a good copy out there, right. but... There's shitty versions that come back, and you have to have a good press. And I actually looked sure. at it myself, like, what am I going to do one day? That seems neat. I like vinyl. Could I do that for other yeah, people? Yeah, you make
5: it yourself, right? Right,
1: exactly. It's a little more expensive <laughs> so than I would I like was it to be. I was always wondering, like, what did they do back in the day? Because,
5: like, what was Bad Brains doing? They were pressing their own vinyl. Like, I <laughs> right? see them just, you know, pressing them out and put them in the thing. I think you have to yeah. know somebody who's to willing to let you use their the press
1: because the the, the the they're a little pricey,
2: right? Oh, and there's to, a science to justify to it too. doing it for oh, your, yeah.
1: yourself. Like if you are like, hey, let's do it for us, and then we know a handful of other people that might want to get in on mm-hmm. it, and then they can kind of you know pay a little towards you to kind of make some of that back. That would be a way to do it. Yeah. But if you just want to do it for your own stuff, you better hope that. You're Able to sell those and make a lot and produce a lot of music because it's going to yeah. take a while doing it that way to pay off the machine. Yeah. They're not too
5: cheap, yeah. I definitely need to get that information <laughs> from you. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm interested to save up some money, and, right? You know,
0: yeah, press a few sevens. That's what I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's what most people do,
1: and that's what most people want to come away with anyway. I mean, yeah. at some yeah. point, uh, the, the full lengths, but the, the sevens you get the, the better right. version of the, the cover art because if you're gonna go and do cover art for an album you mm-hmm. just as well display it on something instead of those little thumbnails that you're going to see digitally that you mm-hmm. just yeah. can't really appreciate right. even on social media you know we're looking at it on our phones and it's still like four postage stamps maybe it's tiny yeah but you get it at least on a 7 that's a good that's a good size yeah
5: right. and it's nice to have that too i mean most of most of what well, all we, what we have right now is all digital and we're lucky to have which enough. is great though yeah we're lucky that we finally got it streaming uh, we had a little bit of a snag with uh, with Spotify.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Apparently,
4: Spotify does not like swear words. So, you had to pay extra, what? yeah. You had to pay extra, yeah. yeah. I, I think it was what? like 20 bucks extra 20 because bucks, one of yeah. our songs has the word fuck in the title. Like, oh god, uh, damn. yeah, <laughs> that's stupid.
5: You can't have naughty words, you got to pay extra for naughty words. Well, that's while we're so on the
1: topic, dumb. where can people find your music? They you can, can hear be, here because we're playing some, but where can they get it?
5: They can get it on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, mm-hmm. uh, Google Play. Um Bandcamp Bandcamp was th- there was a fourth one Is there a fourth one? Yeah.
1: If it's on Apple Music, can they buy it on iTunes? Yes. Okay, probably. so if you have an Apple uh Apple Music subscription, you can hear there, we can hear Spotify if you got a Spotify, yeah. Google Play Music probably can purchase there, you can purchase on I iTunes think so. and then obviously Bandcamp, buy it there and you can stream it there. I yep. always put out their Bandcamp because people can buy it. And more money goes into the band's pocket by going right. Around. There's no
5: middleman on Bandcamp.
1: Yeah, exactly. so go to Bandcamp and get it. There's one called Deezer. Okay, I'm
5: not familiar with Deezer.
1: I've, I've, I've heard it a handful of times. It's not as common as the other forms that you mentioned, but right. uh, still, some people will go to Deezer. Right. Some so people go to podcast or deezer for their podcasts as well. We, as far as I know, are not on deezer. I don't put it there, but so our podcast appears on places I didn't put it. So it could be there <laughs> too. I don't know.
5: And <laughs> somewhere out there in Salt Lake City, there is uh, some burned copies of a rehearsal practice that we did once. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yes. <yeah. laughs> I uh,
4: gave a few of those out. I think I might have like two or three of them left. Yeah, Hiding yeah. in my room somewhere. I don't know what <laughs> happened.
5: Most people probably just, you know, threw it, left them in their car. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's also a way I've seen a lot of bands do it. They just sand out just CDs, and it's just written there in Sharpie. Yep. That's and, what this was. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, and again, that's how uh, people remember it. Like what we were bringing up, it's like if you have something to give to people at shows, it's like they remember yep. you more. Yep. They still right. have like a load of uh, Whatever, form seven inches. From all these hardcore bands that I saw like five, six, seven years ago, and I still remember them because I had something to take away. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
5: <clears throat> yeah. And you can always throw it back on. And you just want to listen mm-hmm. to it, and it's nice to have it. Yeah. It's also a good way to, you know, get the message out, too. Absolutely. Because the lyrics go in there with the, it. With, yeah. the, with the digital feature, I mean, with the acceptance of maybe Bandcamp, you don't really get access to the
4: lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, Personally, made sure the lyrics for everything is up on Bandcamp. So perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go on there, you can see exactly what I'm yelling. Just in case you can't understand. What I'm <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> the
0: uh, I think Apple Music just recently I noticed this actually put lyrics to all the songs they had available. Right. Uh, and yeah, all the albums that are available on Apple Music, which is you know, millions. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I noticed that like that's a new feature they have on there. So kudos. <laughs> Cool. Well, guys, thank you for joining. Uh, as we wrap
1: this up, what do we need to know about your band? Is there anything we haven't covered? People um, need to be on the lookout for you. Yeah, keep a lookout kind for us. Kind of on hiatus at the moment a as little... far as shows go, but you're putting stuff together. You've got yeah. the new music out. Do you have other stuff that will be coming out? And we'll definitely play that as you, as you guys put it out. Eric will for sure know, but if he doesn't, oh, yeah. let <laughs> me know too. Yeah, just and keep, we'll an get eye- it out there.
5: keep an eye out on the, uh, the platforms we just mentioned. Right. For the next single. Um, and perhaps maybe, uh, hopefully soon, some some shows. Social
1: media is where can we find you on social, social
5: media? social media? All you know, the major players or the the, the usual suspects, as right? it were. Uh, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram. You can find us on Instagram. if forget plug Bandcamp again you can go
1: there and if you buy something you'll get emails to your account or you can just click on follow the band and so as the new music comes out right it'll shoot you email saying hey new music new new single new whatever so yeah that's a you'll go get notifications well. yeah. yeah
5: so on on instagram is social stigma all one word underscore hc awesome and then you can just find us on facebook through there presently that's well, I, I don't think we have a twitter yet
4: uh, nope, we do not have a Twitter. Neither. I've noticed
1: that. less bands have Twitter. Just doing this, we we used to at the end of the show, as you guys heard just a little bit ago. You know, we let everybody know where you can find them on Facebook right. and Instagram. And I noticed that half or more do didn't have like once in a while, most of the bands would have it, but there'd uh-huh. be one or two episodes out of ten bands, I, two Twitter accounts, maybe. So I, right. I stopped even looking stuff up and. Anything with Twitter, just because so many less people seem to do stuff yeah. on Twitter.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, uh, one more thing too. Uh, Barrett is a tattoo, uh, a tattooer. He just moved here to Salt Lake. He's tattooing at oni, right?
4: Yes, yes.
5: What are your hours, man? Uh, I
4: think it's like Tuesday through Saturday, from about eleven thirty till between six and seven, kind of yeah. depending
5: on yeah. yeah. things. Yeah. Wide down. Awesome. Hook a brother up, man, help him out. Right? If get you a need a tattoo.
1: Yeah. Right? Barrett. Do you have uh, <laughs> Instagram or something showing off the stuff you do?
4: Yeah, so my, my Instagram's just tattoos by Barrett. It's simple. It's easy. Well, Check it out can, so you that
1: you'll me. know exactly what you're going to get and you'll know why you want to go there, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. You
0: know, Barrett gave me my first real tattoo. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was the black flag bars. Of course, <laughs> as opposed to all the fake tattoos, yeah. and uh, my the kitchen tattoos, <laughs> the, the scratcher tattoos. Yeah, I, I actually did I, the my first. If you want to go into it, is the word is the letters SLC, uh-huh. and it was just done by my friend with, with an actual tattoo gun, but it was in her kitchen and it came out like shit, you know. Yeah. But, she, so the first reel where I had to go into a <laughs> shop and uh, pay someone for a tattoo was Barrett. Yeah. <laughs> And also got my descendant statue from him as well. <laughs> Get another one. Right? Yep. I'm working on it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I've got I've got our, our Facebook is Social Stigma H C and that's all one word. Or at social stigma H C all one word, I guess. Um, and then as far as Bandcamp goes, it's socialstigma stigma
1: Awesome. Yeah, I get as much as I can. I always go to Bandcamp first. Yeah. yeah, you have access to it digitally whenever you want to listen to it. Yes, you can get your own digital copy of it. Yeah, and it also notifies you. iTunes does not notify you or Google Play Music when the band you just purchased some from comes out with something new. So Bandcamp yeah. will do that for you.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, iTunes is like Walmart. It's just it's just there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, when well, I can't find it on Bandcamp, that's where I go. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm yeah band camp's the way to go <laughs> all right
1: fellas thank you for joining and uh definitely we need a part two you guys are very interesting and it's so cool to you know one of the chris that used to host a show with me i used to tell him all the time it's mm-hmm. very important to me my music needs to have a message so a message in the music that's what you guys have and that's awesome right
4: yes
5: it's
1: thank the you for having us the scene. absolutely <laughs> i appreciate
0: love having it. you guys yeah. appreciate <laughs> it also side note they're uh I reviewed their EP, the vegan anarchist firstslugmag.com. You can find that on their website. yeah awesome. and share it all over social media. So if you're interested in hearing my thoughts on it, go check it out. Yeah, yeah We'll have to forward that out uh, on the SLC podcast one as well.
4: Yeah. Yes. Sure. Yes, he was very flattering. Uh, we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I liked it. So he was fair and accurate <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, fellas, until next time, thank you. Thank you. On to some more music from Social Stigma. Cool. Thank those guys again for joining. That was awesome. Cool conversation there. Yeah, it was.
0: Hopefully, we'll have them on again soon. And hopefully, they'll have uh, new music soon and be playing some more shows soon.
1: Yeah. See how we are? They just came out with music on the 4th. And we're saying, all right, hopefully, you got new music soon.
0: Yep. (laughs) Already. (laughs) Already. Well, I mean, they did that whole EP. And then, oh, yeah, we have this other single that we want to release, too. (laughs) Right? So, (laughs) but, yeah, hopefully, they get a new bassist. Get a new, uh, uh, get some, they said they had some new songs. Yep. Yeah. Just
1: need to, like, you know, we talked about, uh, be good to have the bassist kind of
0: play and, you
1: know, record, do all that stuff as opposed to just try to do it all without and then have somebody learn everything. Yeah.
0: It's such a a hard process when you're doing that. (laughs) I bet. But yeah, social stigma. Give them a like and follow and a listen.
1: That second track there, uh, the one after the interview we just heard is Euphoric Dysphoria. Right. And it's off of the, the release of Veganarchist, Red Blood, Black Flags. The other one was the single. So good job for those guys. Single and an EP release. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: They're staying they're staying on top of it. They sense. are.
1: Playing shows here. Uh, we're going to transition into the great cover-to-cover album. So yours is...
0: Wake of Humanity, Fight Slash Resist. Now, this, was, uh, this is not too big of a transition for me. Right? Because Wake of Humanity... Uh, shares a lot of the same ethics that social stigma does Including veganism and animal rights And also a lot of uh, leftist politics That's embedded in their music I mean, they have an album called Fight Resist You right. can understand what that means
1: <laughs> Message in the music, I like that We discussed that in an interview with uh, Adrian and Barrett Yeah, we did Yeah, And uh, both these bands here, Social Stigma and Wake of Humanity Both fit there
0: Yep But the similarities end there, I'm afraid. (laughs) I mean, not not too much. But uh, Wake Up Humanity, still follow... We played them on the show before. I played a song from their At Capacity EP that was released in 2015, I want to say. And since then, they released released a single, In the Shadow of a Grotesque Lie. And last year, like uh, almost two years ago, what was it? March of last year, they released their full-length album, Fight Resist. And I just discovered it this year. I don't know how it went on how it slipped my <laughs> radar so so often, but here it is. And one of the tracks that I'm choosing from there is Bled Dry. There's some brutality for you right here. <laughs> line. (laughs) That's the first track. That is the first one. Uh, One thing I wanted to point out is uh, on this album as compared to some of the earlier works uh, that being the other EP (laughs) uh, was this one feels a lot more uh, I feel them dipping a lot more into uh, the metal world especially when it comes to uh, putting an album together. Their title track on here Fight Resist is mostly instrumental. It is just a It's a series of uh, guitar riffs and uh, some melodies, some arpeggios to kind of dress it up a little bit, and it goes on for about four minutes before uh, their singer comes in and just starts screaming, fight, resist, repeatedly. Wow. (laughs) So I don't really hear much of those types of interluding tracks on hardcore-based albums. I hear it more on uh, metal tracks, and I feel like these guys do lean more on the metal side. I mean, they're... Genre self-proclaimed is environ met metal. Environ metal, I like Enviren it. Environ metal. <laughs> A
1: quote I got off their Facebook page is for the animals, for the environment, for human justice. And
0: those are the three things that come up in their music. Yep. You know, like I said, politically laced and uh, messages uh, for against animal. What is it? consumption, yeah, <laughs> yeah, against animal consumption, and the overpopulation of the planet also comes up a lot in their music, and just a lot of the problems that surround that, the human condition. So, with that being said, different demons goes into a bit of a different territory. This talks about some of the inner turmoil faced on a daily basis when living in a planet such as this, that <laughs> has all these problems, and sometimes they... Reflect on ourselves and our own psyche. So that's what this song is about. And again, dipping more into the metal realm as opposed to the hardcore, but don't worry, still plenty of breakdowns and still plenty of chant-heavy choruses that you can destroy your vocal cords to. <laughs> so here it is, Different Demons.
1: Wins the episode's
0: longest track, 4 minutes, 10 seconds. Yep. <laughs> like I said, some hardcore songs don't even go past 2 minutes. Right? So, but metal songs, average 4 minutes, about. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Uh, so, Wake
1: Humanity, again, they're from Tacoma. Message in the music. We like it.
0: Fight, resist, The album. Exactly. For the animals, for the environment, and for human justice. Exactly. Uh, The the great cover-to-cover album
1: I have is not actually a cover-to-cover album, but I bet there's something forthcoming. The band is called Scurvy. They're from Brighton there in the UK. Uh, They did release an album, I want to say it was last year, 2018 maybe? Anyway, it's a cool album. I liked it. Uh, I bought it, digital anyway, and uh, I listened to it. It was cool. I liked it. And then they released uh, three singles they've released this fall so far. Uh, One called Football. I didn't play that one. Maybe I'll save that for a different episode. But I really like it. It's really cool, fun one to sing along to. Uh, They released two other ones called Gunshots and Enemy. So Gunshots was just released November 22nd, Enemy on October 25th. Enemy, if you remember early on in the episode, another band from the UK, and they just released an album (laughs) with a track I played called Enemies. This one's going to be Enemy, but we'll get to that after we do Gunshots. Uh, I've heard these singles, and it's just even better. But they just better than the the previous album and I already liked it. I think it's really good. So maybe these will be on an album forthcoming. The three singles are fantastic. Again, gonna play two here. Let's lead it off with gunshots. That song has a lot of things I love about music. First off, I love how prominent that bass was
0: all the way through. Yeah, I can agree with that. Great
1: sound, right?
0: Yeah, especially when it's just so free like that.
1: (laughs) And then I love the, the gang vocals. I love how catchy it is. I love songs that make you that you're singing along with it. The first time you hear it before the song's over, you're already singing
0: along with that it. That was me. Right? fire, right. Whoa! Oh, yeah, and the uh, o's <laughs> going in. Yep. You got to have that in a good rallying punk rock song. <laughs> I
1: agree. Let's play one more. This track's Enemy. Again, this one came out in October. The other one came out in November. This is Scurvy from Brighton. You should definitely check them out. Check out these singles. Go back and check out that album. The music's good, but I just think that they're they're even better than they were. These singles are awesome. Uh, This one is Enemy.
2: For me,
1: yes, God, I love that song. See, speaking of uh, music with a message, there we go. I was gonna yeah. say that shit backwards. Speaking of uh, music with the message, there you go. Uh, again, in over there in the UK, songs like that coming from Scurvy Enemy, product of the political environment, just like a lot of other ones, mm-hmm. Shit is fucked everywhere. Oh, it's yeah. not here. Don't Americans think that you got the the shit cornered on fucked up political fuckers just because we have Trump shit is fucked all over. I know.
0: They got the they got their version of Trump over there. They,
1: exactly. And believe it or not, it's got worse hair. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but even they don't have it as bad as other places in the world. There are places that are living yep. in cities that are literally bombed yep. out. You know they're living in skeletons of buildings. Exactly. Yeah. So. Someone's always... The grass is always shittier on the other side of the fence, so... Exactly. Don't yeah. think you got it bad, because it's worse somewhere else. Yeah, but that also doesn't mean, you know, sit sit back and uh, take it up the ass. No. Nope. Should always try and better your situation is the message that should be universal. Yep. Yeah, you know? and everyone's got unique problems all over the world. They're trying to make things better for themselves, just as we are for ourselves as well.
1: We all stand up together, and we'll fight them. Fight that. Enemy! Enemy.
0: anime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap this show up. Let's do a couple metal tracks. Uh, you're up first. What do you got? I got a track. It was released earlier this year from the band X's, another local band whom I had the pleasure of interviewing for a Slug localized piece, which came out uh, two December's ago. Well, yep. So not last year, but the year before that, they were on the. Yeah, 2017, December 2017 edition of Slug, where I interviewed them and Dark Lord. Awesome. And X's really stood out to me because of their their use of different sounds. Like, uh, they draw a lot from the punk spectrum, including, like, a crossover, uh, D-beat, even some crust elements in there, but they also throw in a lot of black metal, they throw in a lot of uh, just straightforward thrash, and some of those... Uh, some of those subgenres are more predominant than the rest. I would say they're more closely related to a black metal slash D-beat band than anything else. But you hear a lot of thrash. You hear a lot of like a chromatic death metal riffage in there, and a lot of hardcore, and a lot of metalcore as well. And it's because that band is comprised of members of the Salt Lake music scene who come from different walks. So we have people who came from uh, Clear, uh, a guy from I Am the Ocean, someone who was in the Kill. I mean, they. Multiple different musical spectrums that came out and came together, formed this five-piece band, and I think they're absolutely incredible. Awesome. (laughs) And they only have four songs right now. They have this one, which we're going to play, Acid Speed, which came out earlier this year in April, and they also have a three-song EP that came out also in 2017, Fire and Fury, which is also a great set of songs. Definitely check them out. And... On the blue moon, that they do play shows, check them out as well live because they are a fun band to see. If not for their drummer, Alex Caldwell. He yeah. is a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't speak nothing, I can't speak enough praise about him. His drumming is absolutely phenomenal. And it has to be because, like I said, multiple sounds all coming together. And you need to get yourself a drummer that can do all of it. That's my opinion. But with that said, acid speed. Let's listen. Yeah, <laughs> that was X's. That was Acid Speed. Supposedly they have uh, new stuff on the horizon. They are just taking their sweet ass time recording it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, shit. They 2017. They've put out one track since.
0: Yep. Giddy up. You yeah, know that's just <laughs> Phil. Lay down your vocals already. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going on with them, but. You know, for up until now, we will have these four tracks that we will listen to and enjoy. Well, you heard Ask the Speed, so go check out that EP with the three tracks. Yes, do so. It's worth your time.
1: I'm going to play Body Count. I like Body Count. I like Ice-T. I think Ice-T makes great metal music. I think uh, his story is an interesting story. Oh, yeah. I find it very intriguing, and uh, Body Count just released a single. It was just a single. It was December 13th. The single is called Carnivore. Uh, You're going to check it out here And uh, hopefully that means more body count to come So uh, here's Carnivore Oh there will be Body count.
0: Oh, man. We'll see.
2: Garnivore!
0: That was amazing, that uh, growl that they did. Right? You know, I forgot that it was body count for a minute. I was like, wait, are they going the death metal route on this? <laughs> but you no, know, Ice-T comes in with his, uh, usual, uh, his usual drawl and his groove and his delivery. Yes. Yeah. Body count. We'll see how Carnivore shapes out. I think that's going to be the name of their album. I think so. I think yeah. I was reading that, too, and that was just a single
1: pre-release. Uh, yeah. should be coming out uh, sometime in the new year in 2020.
0: Yep, that's what I read, too. We'll see how it compares to uh, Bloodlust. Yes. I think that record was phenomenal.
1: Right? <laughs> it's good stuff. Body count's great. That wraps up the show. Uh, you can find all these bands on Instagram at DownpresserHc, at Rats Nest underscore official, at DespisedNJ nineteen ninety-nine, at social distortion, at social stigma underscore H C at Wake of Humanity, at scurvy underscore band, at X's, that's E-X-E-S, at X's 801, 801, at body Count official. Shows at SLC
0: Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at scaryuncle__eric97. You can find my band on there as well at official. You can also find me on Facebook, Eric U. Norris, and you can find my band on Facebook as well at anonymousSLC. Or just type in anonymous-band. Also, uh, announcement, we have two shows locked and loaded Next month. Yes. One is January 14th. We will be playing with a band, uh, the headlining band Disowned, who are from Texas, Austin, Texas to be specific. And 10 days after that, 24th, we will be playing with Box Cutters from Reno, Nevada. Awesome. And both shows will be at Wild Pepper Pizza. That was where we had our last show, and I think we had our best show there.
1: (laughs) Awesome. That's really cool. So if you're in Salt Lake City, uh, you can go get a pizza. And go to a show. Exactly. I mean, it's a <laughs> win <win-win>, win, my friends. <laughs> uh, you can find all the bands on Facebook at Downpresser, at Rat's Nest Official, at Despise 1999, at Social Distortion. Gino and the Goons is there too, at Social Stigma HC, at Wake of Humanity. Oh, I, I mistyped there, so I had to read it. Like, that doesn't look right. <laughs> at scurvy, at X's 801, at Body Count Official. The show's at SLC Punkcast. You can also find the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player Rep Band, slcpunkcast.com, all over the place. You found us already. You can find us all those other
0: places. Eric, any final thoughts? Uh, once again, thank you, everybody who tuned in today, and those who continue to come back and listen to us episode per episode, or maybe every other episode, but you find something that you want to uh, that you want to listen to, or you just want to hear us talk, maybe, maybe you put us on in the background to make it feel like there's someone home when you are alone.
3: Well, we're happy <laughs> to join you
0: in your home, if that's the case. Yes, yeah, we are. But for all you guys who come back and uh, listen to our stuff, we thank you, because without this... Without viewers like you, this wouldn't be possible.
1: Right, and I hope you get to enjoy a lot of great music and come across a lot of great bands because we enjoy putting the time into it to also come across all those cool bands.
0: Exactly. We love sharing our music, and we love uh, talking about it. And that's, that's the whole reason why this uh, punk cast exists. Exactly. And hopefully you people enjoy listening to it. Hopefully it inspires you to go out and do your
1: own. And thank you for sharing when you have listened. Uh, Shout out to Scott over there at Horn and Hoof Records. Shared with me a little bit of information on Louise Distras. Real quick, kind of giving her friends and and people trying to help her out. uh, I don't know what to call it. I don't want to call it the finger, but not not treating some people that have been uh, trying to help her out very well. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, that got shared because we played her on the last episode. So I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, That was something that happened over there in the U.K., and we could have come across that we didn't, but I appreciate Scott' sharing that with me, so that's one of those things where I hope she she kind of recognizes those who have helped her and you know yeah, make it right. I but so anyway, I like the point is is I like it when people reach out and they let me know what they enjoy or what we can correct or what we've done wrong because I'm sure I'm fucking up all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I'm just glad exactly. Eric's here to help me out.
0: Yep. and also thank you, social stigma for. Being, yeah for being on the show for letting us interview you letting us poke your brains a little bit and I'm sure you are grateful for us too taking the time to reach out uh, coming from someone who is in a band and you know puts their time and effort into creating something right it does make me feel good when uh, people reach out it's like hey I want to talk to you about your band I want to know what what puts you to create this Right. And vice versa I like talking about what people uh, what pushes people to create what they create as well, especially when it comes to music Well, and music that I love.
1: Adrian and Barrett, thank you for joining. Uh, great conversation. We look forward to the next time.
0: Yep. But there will be a next time. I'm sure there will be. <laughs> <laughs> and until the next time. Play
3: the fucking outro.